This is the Manly Sports Podcast. Happy Independence Day, everyone. It is the 4th of July, and your favorite podcasters are back in action. The summer is slow when it comes to sports, so we've been taking a break from the audio waves instead of talking about meaningless sports, like soccer. Okay, I guess it's pretty cool that the women's national team is steamrolling the rest of the world. Congrats, ladies. Keep up the domination. But this is the Manly Sports Podcast, and soccer is just not manly. So we are here today to talk about the craziness that has been happening in NBA free agency. As you may know, we are Brooklyn Nets fans. And boy, is it a good time to be a Nets fan and not a Knicks fan. We're also going to discuss how the balance of power is shifting in the NBA for the first time in the last five years or so. And we'll be back next week with some guests to talk about all these transactions and more. Let's do this thing. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and want to help us out, the best thing you could do is head over to our Apple podcast page, Manly Sports. Scroll down to the bottom, give us a five-star rating, and write us a great review. All it takes is a couple seconds, and it'll really help us start reaching a wider audience. Now let's get on with the show. All right, we are back, and we're here to talk about all the free agency moves. I'm here with Ryan, and uh, a lot's been going on in the NBA in the past week with the uh, free agency opening, and especially with our team, the Nets. So I uh, wanted to, to get a podcast out before we bring some guests on next week. But, uh, Ryan, why don't you say what's up? You're down now in Tennessee, and we are doing this uh, remotely. What's up? What's up? Uh, good to be back. We haven't had an episode in a while. Um, obviously, exciting times to be a Net fan. Um, yeah, I've moved. I am now in Nashville. Um, things are good, though. You know, I'm excited with the with the the move, and especially with the news on Sunday about. Uh, we'll get into it, but about my Nets, and uh, let's get into it. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah. So it's kind of a quiet time of the year sports wise. So that's a big reason we haven't had a uh, podcast in a while. You know, football is not on basketball's over. Uh, the Raptors won it all. Uh, some things did happen with the Jets. They, they got a new GM, but you know, a lot of people are covering that. So anyway, we thought it was, was worthy to talk about NBA free agency, especially with the Nets making some crazy moves. So Ryan, why don't you just dive in and tell me what you were expecting in free agency and then also tell me uh, your reactions to what the Nets have been doing. Well, it's taken me a couple days to calm down. Um, I was very certain about Kyrie um, coming to the Nets. You know, it was kind of a done deal like two or three weeks ago. Um, so I was pretty certain he would come. I didn't know Kevin Durant was going to follow. You know, I thought he would think about it. I thought it was they had a shot. And then as the days approached towards the deadline, like the free agency opening, he started to, uh, you know, the Nets were the front runner. So the fact that the Nets were even in conversation for that was was pretty awesome. Um, I think it all just starts with, with the GM, uh, what he's done with the – team over the last few years has been unbelievable he's ha- he came into this job with no picks um a, a battered roster that didn't have much talent and he turned it into Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and then obviously a big uh credit goes to D'Angelo Russell who had an unbelievable year 
And that's when uh, I, be, I believe that they would not have KD and Kyrie if um, he didn't. They did not make the playoffs, and without DeAndre Russell, they would not have made the playoffs. So uh, it's been pretty amazing. You know, I know a lot of Knicks fans that are sick to their stomach because they didn't get him. But uh, I know we got to wait a year for Kevin Durant, but I'll wait five years for that guy. You know, <laughs> they're going to be uh, a force in the East, and uh, I can't wait. I can't believe they got him. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited too. And you know, as someone who was not a huge KD fan because of some of the, you know, some of the snaky things he's been doing the last few years, going to the Warriors and just trying to get the ring when you know people thought he should try to do it himself and you know with a team around him that he kind of led. Um, but you know what? I'm coming around. I'm coming around to KD. Uh, <laughs> perspectives change. Perspectives change when he's actually on your team. And uh, you realize that with a guy like that, you actually could be a serious championship contender. So uh, I'm excited uh, for the Nets. I do know that ticket prices for uh, Barclays Center is probably going to go up a little bit. I was getting some pretty cheap tickets uh, the last few years. But now that the Nets are going to be in the playoffs, you know, on a regular basis, hopefully, uh, you know, going to be a little harder to to score some some good uh, prices on tickets, but I'm okay with it. You know, I'm okay with it. Yeah, so. and, and not to mention, uh, I, for, I totally forgot, but a big piece they added also was DeAndre Jordan, um, getting him as well. Uh, he's a little bit older, but uh, to to get him as part of, you know, the, the, the pieces to move forward was really big. I think Jared Allen is our future center, but um, having DeAndre Jordan come in with uh, great experience, guy's been – been a great player over his career so having that inside presence is going to be pretty special to watch so and then a couple other vets that they've signed to Wilson Chandler Garrett Temple they're gonna have some some depth you know because we do have to wait a year for Durant but uh I'm expecting like you know a three or a four seed this year uh with Kyrie and uh should be good you know I just hope he you know embraces a locker room as there's been speculation about that but I think he'll be fine I think he likes Brooklyn yeah, I know it's he's from the area, so he's yeah. excited to come back to New York. And I know the Nets also picked up a center in the second round of the draft. Yes, um, who they say is a little bit raw, but he's you know has a lot of potential. And um, and they got a guard as well from UCLA, uh, Jalen Hands. I think uh, those two guys will be you know two way guys. I think they'll play in the G League. I think they'll be bench players and 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 for that uh, for that Nets. And I think. Uh, you know, was, they got rid of Shabazz Napier, which was my guy. I love that guy. Um, I think he's going to have, if he finds the right spot in the NBA, he'll be great. But, um, you know, it's, you know, at any cost, you can get Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, I'm, I'm with it. So, but uh, Jalen Hans is a nice young prospect at, at guard, and they, they do need a third guard right now. Um, hopefully Kyrie can stay healthy. And then they have Dinwiddie, obviously, in the backcourt. Um but then having that third guy, you know, when it, it's a long season. So Jalen Hands hopefully can be that guy. Yeah, and I mean, they've done an incredible job the last few years. You know, like you said, they came out of having no draft picks, you know, essentially mortgaged their future on old veteran talent um, that yep. was good, but not long-term thinking. And that kind of hurt them for the last few years. But even with no picks, they've been able to grow, you know, uh, homegrown talent. They've been able to essentially get a lot out of these young players that nobody really knew about, like Karis LeVert um, and yep. then Dinwiddie and, you know, uh, Joe, Joe, Harris. Uh, Joe Harris and then Jared Allen. So, you know, a lot of different guys that are really, they were no names. The Nets kind of built, uh, they saw something in them. They built them up to be, 
great role player. So it's like now you can just plug in a star or two. Yeah, and you have great talent and great depth around them. So I'm really excited to see you know how they do. So you do you think that they are? You know, I know they're probably a year out. Probably 2020 is the year when Kevin Durant's actually going to play, coming off that Achilles injury. But do you think they can actually compete this year? Uh, not for I wouldn't say for a championship. I would say, um, especially with you know the Bucks and the, and Philly's going to be great, and and then the West is you know loaded. So I wouldn't say that a championship is realistic this year. Um, I think you need Durant, but I think that they could. They're going to make the playoffs. I think it's the same, a very similar team to last year, but Kyrie is, is better than Andrew Russell. Um, so I think that you know they're looking at like a four. They were a six seed this year. I think Kyrie bumps them up to about a four. For um, you know, if Kawhi stays in Toronto, you know that'll be they'll be a four, I think, because then it'll be Toronto, Milwaukee, Philly, and then if the Nets get snagged that four spot, if he leaves, I think they could get the three, um, depending on how they gel together. But I think people, I've been preaching how good Karis Levert's going to be since he was drafted. So the fact that he's coming in uh, with a healthy year, I mean, if you look at this way the start of the year last year, he was our best player. He had a couple 30-point games start the year, a couple buzzer beaters, and the uh, guy was just dominant. So I think having him uh, come in full healthy is going to be great, and people are going to uh, really be shocked by what he's going to do this year. Yeah, they, they got a great group, and like you said, Levert is now healthy last year. He had some injuries, and that, you know, who knows what seed they would have been if he was playing all year. Same with Dinwiddie. Um, so it's going to be exciting. Um, definitely cool to be a Nets fan right now. Not so cool to be a Knicks fan. I'm glad yeah. we stuck with our Nets all these years. <laughs> and uh, speaking of the Knicks, yeah, we're going to bring some Knicks fans on who are very frustrated probably for the next episode we shoot here. And, uh, you know, have you talked to any of those guys? I know yeah. they're feeling so like a couple jerking. things. I've met the Knicks fans. There's, I think there's two Knicks fans. One that's just depressed, and one that's just bashing the Nets. Um, still for some reason, a lot of people bash the Nets for their attendance. Um, numbers, which was pretty bad last year. They didn't have that much attendance at their games. But, um, if you really look at it, all most Nets fans are from New Jersey. They're from that Newark area. They're not really from Brooklyn. Um which is another reason that attendance is low, which obviously I think will change this year, bringing in stars. But at the same time, most of the fans are from New Jersey. I mean, me and you grew up right by New Jersey. That's where we went to the games. Um, so I think that's yep. the reason. Uh, other Knicks fans are just depressed. I understand. Um, I you know, I don't bash the Knicks. I think if, they can, if R.J. Barrett can pan out to be great, I'm not a big Barrett guy, but I think if he can be great, they just got Julius Randle. Um, if they can, you know, do some things, you know, it's, it's not a terrible, it's not terrible because Julius Randall, I'm very big on if they got a third guy that could kind of, you know, be, be a scorer at all three levels can get to the basket. Uh, if Dennis Smith can develop a jump shot, they'll be okay. But yeah, it sucks. The fact that they didn't even offer Kevin Durant the max was shocking. And I think I said it and I'll say it again, if you don't have a good front office, you'll never win. So, the fact that that look at the Nets with Billy King, they're terrible. They went and got the um, KG and Paul Pierce late. Like they did so many questionable moves because their front office was whack. And now that their front office is good, they make moves. So it's it's all about the front office and the net. The Knicks just don't have a good one. Yeah, and I think I, I saw a video of Greg Popovich from 2018. You might have saw that where he was talking about how uh, I believe it was Kenny Atkinson. How you know he said you know when he gets there. 
um, just give him a few years and the Nets will be competing. So, um, yeah, you know, I think it, it's, it's perfect those- for Kyrie too, because, uh, I was talking to my buddy who worked for the Dallas Mavericks and he said, um, the number one play in the NBA percentage wise, um, offensively was James Harden isolation. The second most used play in the NBA was D'Angelo Russell ball screen. And that's what the that's the, do. They love to go pick and roll action, especially with Jared Allen. And that's what Kyrie does. Kyrie is a playmaker that can, you know, make things happen off the dribble. Um, obviously as a scorer, but then he could find that, you know, great shooters in Joe Harris and Levert's developed a little bit of a jump shot. So, I think it. I think it makes sense basketball. Like looking at the offense, Kyrie is just gonna uh, flourish in that offense. I mean, DeAndre Russell's great. He had a great year because of the freedom. And uh, Kenny Atkinson is just a great player development guy. He's probably one of the best in the NBA. Just letting guys go, and I think he realizes that's where the game is going. Um, their sets are good, but it's all about just letting guys be players. Yeah. No, I, I think that. Um you know, the offense suits them well. Like you said, that's one of the things a lot of, you know, teams in the NBA are trying to emulate. And um, yeah, I'm excited for this team. I, I feel like they're they're better than they were last year and they're just continuing to get better every year. So uh, it's, it's going to be a fun. Vince Carter to a, to a minimum. <laughs> it be nice. He is a free agent. Bring him back. He's like 47, but I'll take him. Yeah, maybe he could do some windmill dunks or, you know. It would be uh, great for him just to be along for the ride and, and give some minutes here and there because he deserves a ring and hopefully they can get it. I mean, if yeah, Kawhi maybe goes Richard to the Lakers, Jefferson will come out of the booth. And, uh, <laughs> if Kawhi and goes play, to the Lakers, then I'll be a little bit upset, but I can't be mad right now with, with the guys we got. So it should be good. Um, I'm excited. You know, football's around the corner. Basketball, you know, hopefully will be here soon. And uh, it'll be good, good sports here, I'm hoping. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's only a month out from preseason football, which is pretty wild. Thank God. Um, you know, we're shooting this episode the week of the Fourth uh, of July, Independence Day. So it's been a good week for Nets fans, not so good for Knicks fans. We'll all be having a beer for different reasons this time. Um, but as far as the NBA goes, you're talking about Kawhi and where he might go. You know, some people have said the Lakers. If he goes there, we're talking about another super team potentially. You know. Um, it's the best team. Of let's all say time. Kawhi. Let's say Kawhi does not go to the Lakers. Then who would you say are the teams to beat now that the Warriors dynasty is kind of falling apart and since um, uh, the championship? Well, obviously, if you know next year, and then that's you know they'll be they'll be the t- I think they'll be the one seed in the East next year. Um, having those guys, you know, barring injury, I think they'll be the one. I think in the East, the Bucks are going to be good. You know, uh, the Sixers are good. They just you know made some moves. They got Al Horford. Um, I, I like what they're doing. I think the Pelicans in a couple of years are going to be re- really solid with Zion and uh, all the trades they just made, all the picks they just got, and they got JJ Redick. Um, they got you know Alonzo and Ingram. Uh, as far as the West goes, I really like uh, Utah trading from Mike Conley. Um, they got him, Mitchell, Gobert. It's going to be a, a nice little team. And then obviously the Lakers. You know it's going to be very tough to beat. They've got, you know, two of the best five players in the league on the team. Um, Obviously, the Nuggets are tough. The league is kind of getting more balanced, and it's nice. That's why I really would like to see Kawhi stay in in Toronto or go to the Clippers because if he goes to L.A., that team is the greatest team assembled ever. So if uh, I really hope, you know, I I really hope the league, you know, becomes a little bit more – 
balanced. Even though as a player, I understand super teams. I get it. Um, competitively, I kind of want to see the as a fan, I want to see it balanced. So, you know, you never know who's going to win. That's why I loved the Raptors winning it this year because um, I thought Golden State had it in the bag. You know, barring injury, I think they would have. But I like when the NBA has balance because, like, back when I was growing up in, like, middle school, like, every, any team could win it. You know, uh, Kobe was in it. You know, everybody, like, different teams had the chance. So I like that a lot. Superstars going at each other. So I think the NBA is in a good direction when the Warriors – you know, kind of not ruined it, but you know, it's, it was a little boring. So yeah, they ruined it for the rest of us. So that's for sure. Exactly. But, uh, so we'll see, you know, it's, yeah, I'm sure we'll see some warriors fans who were not even basketball fans a few years ago, start hopping around to new teams. Oh, well, especially, wait till the next the Lakers. Woodwork, <laughs> yeah. Know, people say, Oh, I loved them forever. Nah, like, <laughs> no, you weren't watching them. We when, uh... when they won 12 games <laughs> 12 out of 82. So, yeah, yeah. So winning twelve games and then not having a first round pick, it was not not a good time. Yeah, it's uh, just so nice, you know. People have been making fun of the Nets as like the little brother of the Knicks. They'll never be good. The Nets are trash, and and it's nice to finally get a win and bring yeah. in guys that, you know, I think it's a, a credit to the culture thing that they've been preaching. Uh, like if you just look at the way they handled D'Angelo Russell, it's, you know, it's it's probably easy for him to have hard feelings to say, look what I just did for you guys. You're going to ship me out. Sean Marks, the GM went out of his way to do a sign and trade with golden state to make sure he, you know, kind of picked where he wanted to go. And, you know, and Marks was like, look, I'm getting a 55th overall pick for him instead of, you know, maybe trying to shop him for something a little better. Um, but he was like, look, look, he realized that D'Angelo Russell made them what they are. So he, he did right by his players. So I think he's a good person as far as GM goes. I think he does the right thing by the players. And that's kind of hard to see in the NBA because it doesn't usually happen. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a business and you kind of, you forget that sometimes that these guys are, are really just pieces, but. And don't um, sleep on the Warriors, man. Don't like. Yeah. With d now, they yeah. could actually, they and could Clay actually. Clay will be back. Run. Clay will be back in March. You know, I think um, those three guys in green, man, don't, they're not, you know, people forget how good Steph Curry is. So, I, you know, and, and when Clay's healthy and, and D'Angelo Russell is, is unbelievable and everyone, everyone that didn't really watch the Nets this year is going to realize how talented he is. Um, they're going to be solid. You know, I, I don't I don't think people are going to realize how good – when I, when they both went down, uh, KD and Clay, I said this team's going to fight for an eighth seed. But now that, you know, they got Russell, I think it's going to change things. Yeah, I do. I do think they will hurt a little bit in the leadership department with Iguodala, though. He's he's out. Yeah, I love Iguodala. He, they're saying he might go to the Lakers, which would be a great fit. Um, I like I like Iguodala a lot. I think he's he's a, a good player. I think he does the right thing um, by his teammates. So I and I think you know he's a perfect glue guy. So they'll figure. I mean, Steph, I think is. He's a little overshadowed by KD, which is hard to say because Steph is unbelievable, but. You know, I think uh, he's just going to dominate, and it's going to go back to the old Splash Brothers when Clay gets back, and and it'll be they'll be fine. I don't think you just wonder how you just wonder how D'Lo you just wonder how D'Lo might fit into that though with you know with Curry I think, and I think and, they'll uh, put Steph off the ball more, so he'll play a little bit of the two. Um, Russell's a true a true one ball dominant. So I think he's going to have to take a backseat, obviously to Steph because in Brooklyn, he kind of just shot every shot. <laughs> um, right. But 
you never know. Steve Kerr knows what he's doing. He's he's probably the best coach in the NBA, top three. So he's going to get uh, – I mean, it's going to really be the, the Russell and Steph show until Clay gets back. So they'll be all right. They'll be, they'll be good. You know, Kevin Looney just signed back. So they're going to be – they're going to be fun. Yeah. No, I think it'll be a, a more balanced league, more exciting new players on, on teams. We've, you know, never seen them on. Cause we're talking, you know, some of these guys like Anthony Davis have been with their team since they were you know, rookies. And, yeah. you know, so it's, it's kind of cool. We're going to see some guys with new uniforms this year that we've never uh, seen before. And, and uh, yeah, it'll be fun. I, I saw LeBron changed his number back. I think yeah. it was back to six. And back to six. David's 23. So, I never understood why six was a number he chose. I'm not oh, really he wore it in the Olympics, number. so I think that's why. Yeah, I don't know. A little lame to me, but I, um, <laughs> I kind of miss the LeBron heat days just because. Well, it said that he's bringing back the chalk toss and then maybe the headband. So if he does oh, that, there we go. I'll be I'll be pretty happy if he brings the headband back because guy was a beast. Headband LeBron was was next level. Yeah, he is losing the hair, and I don't think Rogaine is going to be able to help at this point. So I think it's time he he uh, put the headband back on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and now just real quick, let's go back to uh, one of our first podcasts. We had your friend Tom on, and he's a Knicks fan, and we were kind of talking about what what is the Knicks plan and, and expectations. And he said essentially that, you know, obviously the plan is to get Zion KD. and then get KD and Kyrie. And, and you, you look at the situation and we didn't, we had no, no, uh, confidence that the Nets would have KD and Kyrie and Zion getting, you know, picked by the Pelicans because of this, uh, the lottery, it's just unbelievable. And the Knicks got zero out of three of the guys that they were sold, you know, yeah. by the, the ownership that they would be getting. So it just shows that the front office really does matter. And the fact and, that uh, they the, didn't offer yeah. him a max is, is beyond me. Right. It's not that he didn't choose them. They it's just that he didn't even have an option. Of, a bunch of veterans now that are like guys that are like role player. I just don't get it. And I think that the Knicks fans need to protest this guy. <laughs> you know, I literally, I would not watch basketball if I was a Knicks fan. Cause I would just be so frustrated with the way things go when you have a great, now you have to wait two years until Giannis is a free agent and who knows if he'll come to New York. Like, like it's just a, it's a waiting game that's happened for too long for them. And well, I, you, I you said it, back. you said it best back then. You said it's kind of crazy, but the Knicks are becoming the Nets, the Nets becoming the Knicks, yeah. and the Jets and the Giants are kind of flip-flopping, and it's really what's happened. I mean, the Giants got rid of Odell Beckham and are trying to sell Golden Tate as, as like a, a reasonable replacement, and that guy's at the end of his career and is not never as explosive as you know uh, Odell Beckham. So it's just crazy. You're talking about a similar thing happening with the Knicks. It's like now they're going to have to try and sell these players that really aren't on the same level. The fact that they have Julius – like people are like, oh, we didn't get the rant. So Julius Randle – like Julius Randle is really good. And him and – I mean, if Barry can be – if Barry can develop a three-point jump shot and him and Randle can kind of be a one-two punch, like that won't be a terrible team. Yeah, but I mean, um, we're talking about all these ifs. It's like the same thing we used to do with the Jets. Was like we would be like, oh, if they do this, if yeah. I mean, they're in better potential. shape. They're in better shape this year than last year, obviously. Like having Barrett and having Randall, like at least they have some offense and uh, you know Knox. They have some decent. Play. It's not terrible. Like it's it's not good, but it's it's not terrible. Like if they if they somehow got a a third guy, then they'd be all right. But like Randall's legit. 
and he's gonna have a good year. And uh, and I, I I like Randall. I like you know if Barry can get going. I just think that they need to uh, get their identity going and try to figure out what's going on internally as a as an organization. Like what's yeah, I mean, I, I think that you're you're being very kind to uh, the Knicks right now for for a team and a fan base that has bashed your team for years. Um, is there anything negative you want to say about the Knicks at this point? Like or, tr- or trash? I just think <laughs> I've been bashed for being an FN for years and making fun of the team, blah blah blah, stuff like that. And uh, I just don't really care about the, like you know. If New York basketball is good, I'm happy. You know, Knicks, I'm not going to bash them. You know, it sucks. You know, I know Knicks fans that will bash the Nets in two seconds, but I also know Knicks fans that are heartbroken. So I I, I do feel for them because it's going to take them years to get back. Um, not even back, get to where they want to be. So uh, I don't, you know, hold anything against the Knicks. You know, I would like to see a good Brooklyn versus uh, Knicks rivalry. So, I don't really care about that. I'm just happy the Nets are going to make competitive moves in the East. So that's all I care about, really. Wow. Ryan McWilliams taking the high road, <laughs> not not bashing the Knicks, saying he's – At the end of the day, like, who cares? Like, what is friend. it going to do for me to bash the Knicks? They're, they're going to suck anyway. So, <laughs> like, there we go. Seriously, though, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter to me if, they, if they're good. Like, I worry about the Nets. You know, they're in the same division, but – who like at the end of the day, it comes down to the Eastern Conference playoffs and how they're going to push. So, this year is a good developmental year for a lot of young guys on Nets like Levert and getting them another year to be big and and, and get better. And and once Durant gets added to that piece, it's going to be a scary team. So that that's what I care. Like whatever the Knicks fans say is not going to take Durant off the team. So that's what, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, I mean, basically, we're going. You know, 2020 is the year where we feel like we want to make that push time. for the championship. Time. Yeah. like ring time, like serious. I hope. I mean, hopefully, time. Durant. I mean, hopefully, LeBron. You know, whatever happens in LA, I would love to see that series. Hopefully, Kawhi doesn't go. But if it's just him and Davis and Kuzma, and then you know, you got KD and Kyrie. I, I would love to see that final series. It'd be yeah, KD, Kyrie, Karis Levert, Dinwiddie. Um, you know, against LeBron Joe and Harris. Davis, it would be a pretty sick, fun bro. series. Yeah, and they have yeah. depth. The Nets have a lot of depth. Um, getting Torian Prince in that trade uh, in Atlanta is a good stretch for. Um, got a couple good players coming off the bench that could do some some positive things. I think uh, they needed that four man, um, and they got him in Torian Prince. They really do need a true four. He's more of like a three four, but if they get um. You know, Rodion's Karuks, who was a steal in the second round. Uh, if he gets going, um, as more of like a, a stretch four, which would help us immensely on the defensive end. Um, and then Musa, who was a G Leaguer all, all this year. I think he led – I could be way off on this, but I think he led the league, the G League in scoring maybe. Um, I know he was – he was our first-round pick last year, so he's going to be a part of the rotation this year, they're saying. So, um that would be a nice little piece off the bench. So I'm hoping, you know, they figure it out. But the bench seems pretty good. Dinwiddie is as good as any six man in the league. So I'm excited for what they got. And I feel like I'm repeating myself, but this is the first time in a long time basketball has been relevant in New York. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, 
we'll we'll have to get the uh, opinions of some some Knicks fans, and I'm I'm, I'm assuming we're going to get some varying thoughts. But uh, next week we'll do a podcast. I'm actually coming down to Nashville, and we'll we'll do it live uh, and live in person. I don't mean live in podcast world sorry um but uh we'll we'll bring some of some of our buds on who are knicks fans uh maybe a couple more nets fans we'll get some perspectives on that and uh we will see you then but uh thanks for listening guys we uh we wanted to just jump in and talk about some of the things that have been going around the nba the past week and like we said football is around the corner hopefully once that starts up again we'll get some more regular episodes going but it's summer Go have a beer, celebrate America, look yep. at some fireworks, yep. and, and grab a girl, and hey, have a good time, everyone. Um, Ryan, any last thoughts? Uh, have a good uh, holiday, and uh, remember that the Nets are the rulers of New York City. <laughs> <laughs> All right. God bless everyone. Enjoy the holiday. Happy 4th, and God bless America. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed it, go ahead and head over to our Apple podcast page, Manly Sports. Scroll on down to the bottom and write us a nice little review. Maybe throw in a five-star rating. We really appreciate it as we continue to grow and try to reach more people. It really helps us if you go and leave us a review. Also, go ahead and share this podcast on all of your social media if you want to help us out. Uh, Go ahead and text it to your friends. And if you have an old person in your life, maybe send them an email. Uh, So we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for joining us. This is the Manly Sports Podcast.